Welcome to the Wellness and Wanderlust podcast. We're here to demystify wellness and help you add a little adventure to your life. Tune in for a new episode every week where we'll hear from incredible guests and talk about ways to be happier and healthier in our new normal. I'm your host, Valerie Moses. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to the first real episode of the Wellness and Wanderlust podcast. I am so excited that you're here as we embark on this journey together. Now, one topic that has been brewing in my mind a lot lately is this concept of adulthood. I'm about to turn 30 this year. Um, At the time of recording, I haven't turned 30 yet. By the time you hear this, I will have turned 30. And I thought that by this age, I would feel like an adult. Instead, anytime I'm in any position of leadership, I find myself looking around for an actual grown-up in the room. Imposter syndrome is real, guys. I could honestly do a whole episode around that topic, but we're going to save that for another day. Whenever I need an attitude adjustment, though, or a reminder that I'm not 16 or 22, I really just have to look to my job. I work in community relations, and I do a lot of mentorship programs for college students And I have a high school sophomore that I mentor as well. And whenever I sit down to talk to them, I'm quickly reminded that I am the adult in the room and somehow I'm expected to know things. So in honor of entering this new decade, which I am actively trying to embrace, I wanted to share 15 lessons of adulthood that I have learned over the years. 15 is my lucky number. And I thought that would be a lucky way to start off my show. So number one. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. When you're working on a major project and you don't know where to get started, Pinterest and YouTube have answers for just about anything. Seriously. In quarantine, I've been on a decluttering kick now that I never leave my apartment anymore. And I was so overwhelmed when I got started because I am not the expert when it comes to home organization tools. But I turned to YouTube and they had some amazing videos that my inner Virgo just about died of happiness when I got to see them. I didn't have to start from scratch and create a system of my own because there were so many amazing suggestions out there. And this works for so many different things. If it's not on Pinterest or YouTube and you're working on something perhaps for your job, you know, look to previous versions of a certain document or a certain project. See where you can, you know, take inspiration from previous endeavors. Um, Let the internet work its magic or find a how-to book that speaks to you, but remind yourself you don't always have to reinvent the wheel. Number two, when in doubt, use a magic eraser. Use this on everything. Dirty baseboards, magic eraser. Grimy stovetop, magic eraser. Stained coffee cup, magic eraser. Makeup that won't come off. Uh, Don't use a magic eraser for that, but there is a reason that they call it magic. And there's a reason I have two giant packs of them under my sink at any given time. Please note this episode is not sponsored by magic eraser or Mr. Clean. I just really love this product and I think you all need to have it. And I think it needs to be in any adult's household. Number three, spend out. What does this mean? If you're like me, you probably have a ton of stationery or candles or something of that nature, a consumable good that you've been saving for a special occasion, but you keep acquiring more and more until you start to wonder if you're a low-key hoarder. 
I've had this apple cider candle sitting in my linen closet for over a year because it just wasn't the right season to use it. So flash forward to this past summer, I was having a bad day. I needed a little aromatherapy and none of the other candles were doing it for me. So I lit the apple cider candle and I enjoyed my night. Now this may seem like not that big of a deal, but you know, again, the the pumpkin spice latte gods didn't jump out of the sky and tell me it was the wrong season. And I got to spend out on something that had just been sitting there forever because I was waiting for the right occasion to use it. And let's face it, this fall, we may not be having people over in our apartments and our homes. So we need to enjoy some of these things for ourselves. So light the candle that you've been waiting to use. Use the pretty stationery that's been gathering dust uh, because these things are meant to be enjoyed. Number four, reheat your food on the stove, not the microwave. I have a wellness blog. I'm ashamed to say that I just learned that leftovers taste way better when reheated over the stove or in the oven instead of in the microwave. This should have been a no-brainer, but if you have the means and the time, take a few extra minutes. I promise your meal will taste so much better. We'll do another solo episode at some point with some hacks for cooking when you maybe don't feel that you know how to cook. Um, But in general, you know, reheat on the stove. It takes you a few extra minutes, but it's going to taste so much better. Number five, it's not cute anymore to not know what's going on in the world. I definitely can't claim to be a current events expert, but it's so important to be keeping up with the news and be an informed citizen, especially right now in today's climate. Now, I know that it can feel like a bit of an overload with everything going on. We have an election coming. Um, COVID-19 has really been a stressor for the whole world. Um, So it is important to protect yourself. Don't consume too much media. You know, know when to shut it off. Some people say maybe spend a half hour every day. So right now, I've reached my happy medium. I read The Skim. It's an email newsletter every day. Um, I I read that with my morning tea. And it's a nice little routine to start my day. They give little snippets of what's going on in the world and in the country. And it isn't the be-all, end-all of news. You do need to you know, maybe vary your news sources. But I do find that this gives me a good amount of information that I can always you know, read up on further You know, when I have a little more time in the day. So it doesn't take that long to read through it. So if you're looking for a place to get your news, I'm going to link the skim in the show notes so that you can subscribe. Um, it comes every weekday, and I promise um, it really doesn't take that long. And it's enjoyable to read. Number six, give yourself extra time to get where you need to go. This is a huge one for me. I have a pretty strong sense of direction, but my anxiety goes through the roof whenever there's a weird parking situation or something out of the ordinary on my drive. Pre-pandemic, I used to do a lot of driving for work, and I found that it was a lot less pressure when I gave myself more time than needed, like a lot more time than needed to get to my destination. I live in Central Florida. We have the I-4 project happening right now where the roads are a complete mess. Exits are closed and you have to get off at other exits. You know, different lanes closed, a lot of construction. So I don't know about you. I find it incredibly stressful when you're getting to an event or a meeting only five minutes late, but your heart is pounding because you got stuck at every single intersection or there was a little more traffic than you anticipated. 
So leave early with the intention of getting there early, especially if there's a weird parking situation. It gives you a little bit more time to figure that out. And then if you do arrive with extra time to kill, you have some time to sit in your car, prepare your notes or your business cards, check the emails or texts that you missed because you were driving, or just simply take a few breaths. And you're going to walk into the event or the meeting way more refreshed and way more present. You're not going to be thinking about the pileup on I-4 because you have the time to get there. Number seven, it's not that hard to add a little extra luxury to your life. I've started to do this in quarantine. Um, You know, life can feel pretty mundane when you're not ready to venture out. I know for me personally, I have been very socially distanced. I'm really trying to be careful, having some autoimmune issues, um, not wanting to get sick or to get anybody else sick. Um, So, you know, again, life feels, you know, kind of boring sometimes. So I'm trying to give myself some more relaxing nights in make it a little more special than just a simple Netflix binge. Um, And I've been also taking some time to pamper myself, things I might not normally do. So one fun thing that I did, I got a dry brush for my skin a few months ago. And just those couple extra minutes of exfoliation that I do every day are going a long way in making me feel more relaxed and taken care of. Now, self-care looks different to each of us, and it doesn't always mean that bubble bath or, you know, pampering session. It means different things to everyone, and it means different things at different times, depending on what your personal needs are. But overall, it does not need to be expensive. There are so many ways you can add a little bit of extra luxury to your life. Even just using a simple, you know, a comfy blanket or, you know, watching a movie and, you know, kind of setting a little bit more of an ambiance for yourself. So add that luxury to your life, whatever that means for you. Number eight, no one cares what your arms look like. Um, So I'm someone who suffers from her share of body insecurities. (laughs) Again, we can do a whole episode on that. Um, I felt the need often to cover up my arms. So I'm my own worst critic. I, you know, much like everybody else, and I don't really like what they look like. I have plenty of sleeveless shirts living in Florida, but I always feel the need to throw a cardigan over them to cover up that area. So don't get me wrong. Um, I love a cardigan. I have like every color of cardigan from Talbot's at this point. They really are a staple of my wardrobe and I'm always cold when I'm indoors. So cardigans, great. Nothing inherently wrong with those. But when I'm outside in the Florida heat wearing a cardigan, you know, burning up, I'm sacrificing my comfort even if it kills me because I'm afraid of what others think of what I might look like. So over time... I've realized that no one cares what your arms look like or whatever other area is, you know, something that you're insecure about. And so it's not fair to yourself to sacrifice your comfort or suffer heat stroke simply because you're worried about what other people think. So I'm going to say this louder for the people in the back. No one cares what your arms look like. Most of us are too busy focusing on ourselves and our own insecurities or, you know, literally anything else going on in our lives to even notice somebody else's insecurities. So don't sacrifice your comfort. Do what feels good for you. Number nine, call the cops after a car accident. So this is probably common knowledge for most people, but a lot of times when dealing with a stressful situation, we don't always think to act. And sometimes we think that other people are going to do the right thing. 
So about a year and a half ago, I was backed into while driving through my neighborhood on the way to work. I was really shaken up. Um, Thankfully, no one was hurt, but my car was another story. Um, My neighbor and I did not call the cops because I thought the situation was pretty cut and dry. He backed into me. I had been fully in forward motion. I wasn't texting. I was, you know, it, he, you know, there was no way for me to avoid the situation other than not getting into my car that morning. So um, when it was actually time to talk to insurance, the person who hit me actually told a very different story from what happened in actuality. I ultimately had to have two doors replaced on my car, and but it took me almost six months for the investigators to agree that my neighbor was at fault and for me to get my money back simply because people are not always honest. So call the cops, get that police report. It will save you so much time and money in the long run, assuming you're not the person at fault, um, but call the cops no matter what. Number 10, keep a first aid kit in your car. So I don't have a whole lot to add on this one, but it is always good to be prepared. You never know when you might need it. I am the person who people always ask for a Band-Aid. I don't know why, but having that first aid kit in your car or somewhere handy, usually a car is really that best place. You know, it's a great lesson of adulthood that I've learned over the years. Number 11, approach wellness from a place of love. We'll talk about this a lot throughout you know, throughout the show with different guests. Um, Everybody has a different perspective when it comes to wellness, weight loss, body confidence, you name it. So I'll share more of my own journey on that. But over time, I've learned that you really have to approach wellness from a place of love. Crash dieting, just to hit an arbitrary number on the scale, or torturing yourself with four hours at the gym every day if that's not your absolute favorite thing to do and you don't love being at the gym that long, um, those are ultimately not what's going to feed your soul. That's not what's going to make you a healthy person. Instead, I really try to make my choices around nutrition and exercise based on how I'm going to feel on the inside. I, For example, I did two rounds of a 30-day kickboxing program, which was pretty intense. Um, not so much for a weight loss goal or anything of that nature, but because I felt like a total badass doing the MMA combinations and because I loved feeling my body get stronger. You know, I eat pretty healthy most of the time. When I fill up on fruits and veggies instead of the processed foods, it's because I know that I get headaches when I eat a lot of junk food. And I know that I have food sensitivities. I'm going to feel better long-term if I eat the foods that nourish me. Now, I'm still fine-tuning this. I'm in the process of food sensitivity testing right now. And there are certainly days when I decide that a Publix yo-yo cookie is worth feeling a little bloated. But now that I'm approaching my health from a place of love, I'm actually starting to feel a lot better, finally. And for those of you who don't know what a Publix yo-yo cookie is, I encourage you to Google it. It will change your life. I saw a graphic on Instagram recently that kind of relates to this topic, and it said that if you've tried hating your body and it's gotten you nowhere, why not try loving your body and see what happens? And I think this really hits the nail on the head for me. Um, I have a long way to go in this process, but I always approached this from a place of self-hatred, and it really didn't get me anywhere. It didn't make me healthier. It didn't make me stronger. And... I saw no real change. I only felt worse. 
And so again, by trying to approach this from a place of love, by actually thinking long-term about how I'm going to feel and what benefits I'm going to get from doing it makes such a radical difference for me. So again, approach wellness from a place of love. Number 12, send thank you notes. This has been ingrained in me since I was a kid. If someone sent you a gift in our family and you didn't send a thank you note within like a week, you would get a phone call. Well, I guess you never got my gift. So this may come a little bit from a place of guilt, but in all honesty, whether it is a job interview or a birthday present, send thank you notes in a prompt manner to let others know that you appreciate them and you appreciate them taking the time and thinking of you. Thank you notes really can go a long way. A lot of employers may not hire you if you don't send a follow-up thank you. And an email is just fine. If you're applying for a job, you want to make sure they get it in a timely manner. But for your friends and family, snail mail is always a really nice personalized touch. Um, And I can always say, you know, support the post office, you guys. So speaking of the post office for number 13, you can only ship to a P.O. box from the post office, not from FedEx or UPS. So if you get nothing else from this podcast, I hope I can save you a little bit of time on your household errands. Um, I made this mistake and um, it really put me in a bad mood because I just needed to get, you know, a few things done that day. So again, you can only ship to a P.O. box if you are shipping from the post office. Number 14, if it feels wrong, it probably is wrong. Your instincts are right a lot more often than you think. We don't always trust our gut. And going out of your comfort zone is a good way to help us all grow. But if you get a pit feeling in your stomach that something is wrong for you, listen to that feeling. Some of the biggest mistakes I've ever made in my life have come from not trusting my gut and letting other voices kind of get to me. Um, Trusting my gut in the first place would have saved me a lot of time and a lot of trouble. So listen to, you know, what your intuition is telling you because most of the time it's right. It's looking out for you. And number 15, you can do hard things. If you've read Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed, this probably sounds really familiar to you, but I really truly believe that it bears repeating. Um, Life is going to throw its challenges your way and sometimes you're not going to know how to handle them. But what I've learned is that everything can be learned in time the more that you experience it. And that confidence goes a long way later on. You can walk away from toxic relationships. I have. And that has really enhanced my self-worth and my sense of self. Um, You can start something brand new from scratch. You're a resilient person and you can bounce back or bounce forward for that matter from a lot of those crazy things that life throws at you, you can do hard things. So remind yourself that if, you know, I'm hoping if one person hears this and it helps them through a difficult situation right now, then I will feel like I've done my job. So again, you can do hard things. Now, those are my 15 tips. You know, some are more life advice. Others are just little practical tips to kind of get you through your household errands, get you through the day. Now, I still don't really feel like an adult, but um, that's what I've learned in my first three decades. I'd love to know what you've learned in your time on Earth. So 
please feel free to share this episode in your Instagram stories, tag me at wellness and wanderlust blog, and let me know what resonated with you or what you would add to this list for that matter. And if you liked this episode, we are brand new. We're going to be offering other solo episodes in the future. I'm also going to be bringing on some really incredible guests. I can't wait for you to hear their interviews. They are truly inspirational. So if you liked this episode, please rate review so that people can find the podcast wherever they're listening to podcasts, subscribe, and share this with a friend that you think might benefit that might really enjoy it. You can pop over to the show notes for links to some of the things that we talked about today and let me know what you've learned. I can't wait to continue this journey with you and thank you all again so much for joining me in this first episode. We'll see you next week.